feel like you are constantly fighting fatigue? Do you have abdominal pain that feels like it radiates into your ribs and back? Or are you struggling with muscle weakness and you're not building muscle no matter how much you work out? If so, your spleen may need some help detoxing. The spleen is an often forgotten organ that is super important to the body to help keep you naturally toxin-free. Your spleen helps filter blood, recycle iron back into your body. It cleans up old cells and produces new cells to boost your immune system. Basically, it's your blood's best friend and personal home cleaning system. If your spleen isn't doing well, though, you'll feel it as fatigue, weakness, and potentially abdominal pain. So how do you heal the spleen? On today's episode, I'm sharing with you five ways that you can support your spleen to fight your fatigue, abdominal pain, and muscle weakness. Welcome to the Better Belly Podcast, where we find freedom from food restrictions, we increase energy in our lives, and we begin to feel more healthy and vibrant than ever by finding the root causes of our health problems. My name is Allison Jordan. I'm a marathon runner, functional medicine, health coach, certified craniosacral therapist, gut health nerd, lover of Jesus, and owner of Better Belly Therapies, a clinic based in Ann Arbor, Michigan, that works with both virtual and local clients to help them achieve the best health of their life. I am here to walk with you on your journey to a better belly and a better life. We're going to go beyond popping a probiotic and just checking out our poop. In this show, we are going to go deep into gut transformation strategies that last for your entire life. If you are ready to feel your best, get ready to roll. You are in the right place. And just as a reminder, this information is not meant to diagnose, manage, or treat disease. Always consult with your own health practitioner before you make any changes to your health. Okay, guys, we are now on the last episode of our detox healing series. I'm I'm really excited. I feel like this has been a great way for us to dive deep into different layers of detoxing so that detoxing is no longer this ambiguous kind of drink a green smoothie, take a sauna, do an Epsom salt bath, whatever it is that you've thought detoxing is. If you aren't feeling better, then it's not because those methods aren't working or or just like don't work, period. They just might not be, for example, the right things that you specifically need. So I hope this whole series has been helpful in giving you insight on things you might be missing in your detoxing that is not getting you the results that you're looking for. So you can have that clear headedness, great energy, strength, focus, all those things you're looking for that do come with, with true detoxing. If you are just jumping in at the end of the series, I highly recommend to check out our last previous seven episodes where we started in episode 103 on calling detoxing is not a green smoothie and just jumping into what detoxing really is in the body and how our body's always naturally detoxing, what those systems are and why things that we even think are going to help us detox like green smoothies 
could actually be hurting you. So if you haven't heard all the other detox pathways, just check out the previous seven episodes or check out episode 103 to just get the overall gist of how we are dealing with detoxing differently here at the Better Belly Podcast. Well, to jump into the spleen specifically, I just want to, I'm going to start off with some different details on the spleen, what the spleen does in the body, some fun facts about the spleen, how the spleen actually can be become have problems with with detoxing and not being as functional as we want it to be and then lastly what you can do so you're going to want to hang on to the end of the episode where I talk about those five steps where you can actually start to heal your spleen it's very excited be excited y'all so I've already talked about in the opening of this episode some of the roles of the spleen but I'll just reiterate them here So the spleen has four main roles. One, it just filters your blood in general. So it's a big, the liver's a big filtering machine in the body. Well, so is the spleen and it's looking for different toxins that it's going to try to pull out of the blood. In general, it also helps balance iron in your blood. And it does this by removing iron from old hemoglobin cells. These are cells that actually are our best transport carriers for iron. So if you're iron deficient, sometimes you might have a problem with your spleen, either removing iron from hemoglobin or getting it to your bone marrow, uh, where your your bone marrow is actually creating new cells. But if in a happy spleen world, it removes iron from old cells and then sends iron to your bone marrow to make new cells. It also cleans up red blood cells in your blood, which is really important. Red blood cells are transporting oxygen and they actually have uh, all of that iron inside of them as well to help transport oxygen. So again, um, we want healthy, vibrant, new red blood cells and we want to get rid of old ones. And then your spleen also produces cells for your immune system via lymphocytes and antibodies. So it's a big part of your immune system as well. But at the end of the day, if you're trying to think, well, can I summarize the spleen into something? I would just call the spleen is blood. Anything that affects the blood will affect and stress the spleen. So if you have leaky gut and you're kind of dumping toxins into the blood inadvertently, then your spleen is going to be a little bit more stressed out. And a stressed spleen will impact the rest of your body because it's going to impact the state of your blood. It won't be cleaning it as well, etc. And this might sound a little similar to the liver. We're not going into enough detail on exactly how the liver and the spleen um, separate and the roles of them cleaning blood. But one thing that the spleen does do a lot of is removing that iron and sending it back to the bone marrow. So it has a little bit more of like an iron uh, aspect to it. And the liver doesn't have so much of a role in our immune system and creating lymphocytes and the spleen does. So those are two key differentiators I think of when I'm thinking of the spleen. But some fun facts about the spleen, because again, I feel like people don't really talk about it. It's not cool yet. It'll probably become cool eventually, right? (laughs) But right now it's not cool. So the spleen, it's about the size of your non-dominant fists. Uh, Our non-dominant hands tend to be a little smaller than our dominant hands. So that's the way you can imagine it in your body. It's going to be on the left side of your body, kind of underneath your rib cage on that left side, um, underneath but towards the bottom of the rib cage. And your, your spleen is cupped in place. It's kept in place by a ligament called the phrenico-colic ligament. And this attaches your left colon, that when it says colic, that's a colon, uh, to your diaphragm. So if you are familiar with the fact that our large intestines kind of are like a big U-shape around 
our, our abdomen and it starts in the low pelvis, goes up to the right rib cage, crosses the body to the left rib cage, and then goes back down. That left rib cage attachment is the phrenico-colic ligament. And so if you have problems with your colon, for example, you struggle with constipation or you have parasites that you might not know about, but you have them, this can affect the spleen as well because of that, that ligament will get tugged on by an unhappy colon. If you have problems with your spleen, which we're about to discuss more, uh, this can affect your colon and result in constipation or diarrhea, gas, just general difficulty with transiting or having motility in your colon. Um, And you can have problems with your diaphragm that will affect your colon and spleen. And I actually jump into that more in episode 46 of the Better Belly podcast. The Gut Breath Connection is the name of that podcast. How asthma, heart palpitations, constipation, IBS, and acid reflux are all connected. And that's where I talk a lot more about what problems you can run into with the diaphragm and it's more than just like oh I don't belly breathe enough but go check out that episode if you haven't yet because it will affect the spleen because of this phrenico which is your diaphragm and colic the colon this ligament that's kind of creating a hammock for the spleen but your spleen also has connecting ligaments to two other organs you might be you might care a lot about, which we do talk more about, which is one, the stomach, and two, your left kidney. So if you have problems with your stomach, you have acid reflux, difficulty swallowing, or a painful swallowing, which is often connected to the stomach. I realize swallowing is the esophagus, but it can, is often, often connected to the stomach. If you have problems with quick feelings of fullness or lots of just difficulty where you feel like you have a lot of pain in the stomach, not able to eat as much as you want. That can also be causing tugging on that spleen because of of the gastrosplenic ligament. And then you can also have problems with um, the left kidney. There's a ligament from the spleen to the kidney. And so if you have any history of kidney stones or kidney surgery or recurrent kidney affections that can also have caused some restrictions on the spleen, which you're going to be wanting to think about if you're having, again, this fatigue, abdominal pain, and weakness that are so common sign. They're common signs of the spleen. And unfortunately, they overlap with other problems in the body, right? You can have fatigue for lots of different reasons, but if you have had chronic fatigue and aren't getting results from other things you've tried, like diet change or chiropractic care or sleeping more, you know, stress reduction, meditation, um, then this could be something you would want to look into. On top of that, you have those top big three things, fatigue, abdominal pain, and weakness. But if you also are struggling with kind of paleness or pallor, so you just don't look as vibrant, Uh, your cheeks aren't as rosy, your skin kind of looks flat, that can also be a sign of the spleen not doing well because the spleen, again, is, is, has a big role in the health of your iron levels in your body. And iron is kind of brings vibrancy to the body because it carries oxygen and it's red and it's kind of creates that rosiness and luster in your skin. Also, I'm going to say that one more time, at least the signs and symptoms of, a, of restrictions around a spleen or the signs and symptoms of a spleen that isn't detoxing well, because I kind of merged into that with the talking about some fun facts about the spleen. But again, signs and symptoms of a spleen that just isn't detoxing well, maybe isn't isn't functioning optimally, not even necessarily a disease state. And by disease state, I mean something that your doctor is going to diagnose you with a specific disease, but something where it's not disease state, but it's just not functioning optimally, right? (laughs) There's a difference between that. 
you're going to feel that fatigue, paleness, abdominal pain, and weakness. Some additional symptoms you might feel, there's other things that can go along with this that might not, again, be directly saying it's definitely your spleen, but some things to keep in mind. Additional symptoms to having a spleen that has restrictions or isn't detoxing well, you can see, do you have any left side lower neck pain? Whenever you have restrictions of organs beneath on the left or right side, it can cause neck pain because of the fascial chain that goes up from that organ, right? Your spleen or your liver or your diaphragm, they're not hanging in your pelvis because they have all these ligaments and fascia that holds them up and they all kind of connect into each other and that can lead all the way up to the neck. So left side, especially lower neck pain, any problems with your left first rib. So has a PT ever said, hey, your first rib is out or a chiropractor, maybe you've been told you have a thoracic inlet problem that can also be spleen. This could also be stomach, which is on your left side, left colon, which is on your left side, left lung, which is on your left side, left lung pleura but it does include the spleen, which is on your left side. Uh, left shoulder pain that worsens with activity, also connecting with that fascia that's gonna be pulled on the left side of your body. Any iron deficiency, so if your doctor says you're iron deficient, if you're struggling with hair loss, weakness in your muscle, pale skin, iron deficiency it could be at the bottom of this and could be being caused by your spleen. So if you're taking iron supplements and it's not getting better, it's one of the many reasons why you can still be iron deficient. Um, another one, just to throw it out there, is going to be low stomach acid, which is uh, the primary cause. Uh, it's the number one cause of acid reflux in America. And so if you have low stomach acid, you'll have a hard time actually absorbing iron as well as several other mineral minerals. So that's something else to keep in mind. Again, it's not a one size fits all like one to one. If you have, if you're iron deficient, it's definitely spleen, but it's something to keep in mind if you've been popping those iron supplements and you're not getting the results you want. And then something that I found in my research is Dr. Jean-Pierre Barral, who's the creator of visceral manipulation which I do, uh, has found that he sees a connection between fatigue and iron deficiency in children, and he often sees it connected to a history of something physically traumatic happening to the adolescent or to the child. So something like a car accident or falling off a horse or falling on ice, something physically happening to them that then will cause irritation in that spleen or in the ligaments and structures around the spleen. So something to keep in mind, especially he he sees this for children. So adolescents and children, fatigue plus iron deficiency does point possibly to spleen. Uh, a weakened immune system is going to be also connected to spleen detoxing poorly. So this might show up as a recurrent eye, nose, or throat infections or a chronic sore throat. And then low blood pressure can also be connected to the spleen not detoxing well. So now you're asking, well, what what impacts the spleen? Why is it not detoxing well? So you have a couple options. Number one is going to be possibly having physical restrictions around the spleen. Now, if you're new to the podcast, this might be something you've never thought about. You're like, don't organs just live in this happy little water world and they slide and glide around each other? Yes, ideally, they are in layers upon layers of fascia and serous fluid, and they have no friction or minimal friction, and they kind of hang in these phenomenal ligamentous sacs and 
they function well. But if they, if you get injured, if you fall on your tailbone, if you get run into by a soccer player, if you fall off your horse or off your bicycle um, or get in a car accident, you're getting jostled around. And just like in a car, the car, of course, is getting the main impact and you're inside the car, but your seatbelt might tighten and A, save your life, but B, cause bruising or damage or irritation to whatever part the seatbelt was on. So that's kind of the ligaments around this. So um, the car is actually a phenomenal way to imagine what it's like to be an organ inside of this kind of skeletal body and why you can develop restrictions. And it's just not talked about in hospital systems. It's not acknowledged, but something that manual therapists, so therapists who work with their hands, that can include chiropractors, or physical therapist, massage therapist, which is what I am. But then I have training in visceral manipulation where we study all these ligaments that hold all your organs together. So back to physical restriction. I have a phenomenal story for this where I had a client who came in. um, He was an engineer. He came into my office. He was in his 30s and he was a father. And he came to me with his main complaint being fatigue and pain across his shoulders, both shoulders in this case. He thought it might be from working at his office just too many hours and maybe possibly having poor ergonomics at his workplace. So he came to me and he said, hey, you're a massage therapist. Do you have any ideas on, you know, should I be putting my computer higher or lower or, you know, getting a different type of chair? What do you think should be going on? And I said, hey, we, before we discuss ergonomics and possibly overworking yourself, let's just do a physical evaluation. When I did his evaluation, I was immediately pulled into his splenic area. And when we did range of motion tests, he found that he had restricted rotation of his torso to his left. So he couldn't, he could move pretty well to his right, but he kind of got stuck turning to his left. He had restricted range of motion in his neck, uh, trying to side bend away from his left side. So putting his right ear to his right shoulder was it was hard. He didn't get a lot of motion. And then he had restriction in his left shoulder range of motion, which he hadn't really noticed, but on his own, just knew everything kind of felt stiff and sore. So I asked him if anything had happened to his left side in the last six to 12 months, which is around the time when his symptoms started up. And he said, no, he couldn't think of anything. So I started working around the spleen area. And let me just tell you, don't, I don't, don't, don't be like, I'm going to go find my spleen and release the restrictions around it. Cause the spleen, if you're having problems, um, can be a very tender organ and you actually typically don't work directly on the organ. You work on the the organs and the the ligaments around the spleen. You never kind of grab the spleen. But I'm working with the spleen, and as I started to work with it, he suddenly had a a memory from the past 6 to 12 months. And by the way, this happens a lot, um, that when you're working with areas of trauma or restriction, memories come up. I have people remember stuff that happened to them when they were 5 years old. Oh, I fell off a swing, and I broke my clavicle, and I forgot that happened. Wow. Or I fell on ice, and bruised my tailbone and it hurt really bad for a week and then I got over it. And then we find these old injuries connected to their problem. He didn't realize it was connected, but he remembered in the last six to 12 months that this past spring when he, prior to seeing me, he had been out on a bike ride. He was an avid biker and his bike slid out from under him when he went to brake on a wet wooden bridge. He was going to close to 20 miles per hour on his bike, he estimated, and he landed solidly on his left rib cage because it slid out from under him. He didn't even have a chance to brace himself with his hand or with his foot. So he really just stopped his whole body motion with his left rib cage. He was really sore. He called a friend to pick him up from from his bike ride, kind of called it quits, and was 
sore for several weeks on that side. Nothing really came of it, though moved on with life. But what he didn't know at the time was that impact had caused physical restrictions and damage around his spleen, which in the long run started reducing his spleen's functionality. So six to 12 months later, after that injury and accident, he's in my office with fatigue and shoulder pain. In two sessions, his fatigue was back to his, what I called normal levels because he was a father. It's even what he said. He's like, my feet fatigue is back to normal levels and his shoulders stopped hurting. So he didn't need to change anything about his desk at work. He didn't need to start working fewer hours though. I mean, maybe that would be a good idea, but the main problem was this spleen and the restrictions around it. That was kind of strangling the spleen from doing his job. So that's just a story to give an example of how physical restrictions around the spleen, A, can show up from things that we don't even realize were the problem, but B, can cause problems. And especially with the spleen, it often is a delayed onset problem. So it's not going to be like the same week of the injury that you start getting this chronic fatigue because the spleen will slowly develop adhesions around it. And if you're curious, you don't want to work on a spleen anyways in the first four weeks after injury because it's still kind of settling and it's just such a tender organ. You don't want to add more change to it is a good way to summarize it. One thing, physical restrictions. Have you had car accidents, you know, falls? Maybe you don't remember it right now, but if you're suspicious of it, feel like you have a lot of stiffness on your left side, could be your spleen, and I would highly recommend going and seeing a visceral manipulation practitioner, which we'll get to in just a moment. But another thing that can cause spleen toxicity is going to be biotoxicity, particularly mold. Mold is a big thing that came up and comes up whenever I'm doing research on the spleen or working with clients. There's two molds that I've found for my clients. One is called xerolinone, which is a mycotoxin caused by the mold species Fusarium. Xerolinone at Z-E-A-R-A-L-E-N-O-N-E. It's hematotoxic, which means it's toxic to your blood. That's going to add burden to your spleen. It also can alter spleen lymphocyte production. So maybe really high levels or really low levels of lymphocytes. And it will also impair lymphocyte immune response. So the lymphocytes you have in general, they're just not responding as well. If you're wondering, well, what is this Fusarium mold species? What is this this Xerolinone? Well, am I possibly being exposed to it? Sounds kind of weird. So Fusarium can grow in water-damaged buildings, and it also can be found in wheat, barley, rice, and maize, or corn. And that's because these grains are tend to be stored in big barns over time, kind of throughout a season, and they will grow mold in them that eventually they'll kind of be cooked off and ground off by either the, the process of getting it out to stores or even if you use it for baking, it, it, you won't see the mold is the point, but the mold spores are still in these grains. And it's one of the theories people have out there of why are more people having problem with gluten and rice and corn. One of the theories is kind of the the mass production we have of grains. Uh, this also applies to coffee and chocolate, not with the specific um, species of mold, but it is something we're finding problems with uh, just mass produced coffee and mass produced chocolate, um, that there's more mold spores or uh, mycotoxins being found in these, in these products. But that's the arilinone. Uh, is one thing that is super biotoxic to the spleen. Another one is called Verucarin A, V-E-R-R-U-C. 
C-A-R-I-N, and then the letter A, verucarin A. This damages human cells by inhibiting protein and DNA synthesis. It disrupts mitochondrial functions, and it produces lots of oxidative stress. Uh, the primary tissues that it impacts with these things are the intestinal and stomach mucosa, which is super interesting considering all the GI problems there are out there, bone marrow, and your spleen. Uh, Verbicarin A can be found, uh, it's created by fusari, fusarium, <laughs> fusarium, and it can be found in buildings with water damage and contaminated grains. So similar, it doesn't mean you're going to have both mycotoxins in your body um, because our bodies have varying abilities to get rid of mycotoxins. There's lots of different things going on and why certain mycotoxins might be elevated or not, but it is also from fusarium as well as two other mold strains which I actually don't pronounce very often, so I might say I'm wrong, Stachybotrys, S-T-A-C-Y-B-O-T-R-I-S, Stachybotrys, and Myrothecium, M-Y-R-O-T-H-E-C-I-U-M. Might not sound familiar, but just want, if anybody's wanted to Google these, these terms and these mold species, definitely want you guys to be able to go and look those up. And then another big cause of toxicity in the spleen is going to be lead and cadmium. They're very immunotoxic to both the liver and spleen. And then if you've ever had mono or mononucleosis, this can often cause a swelling of the spleen. And I've actually had one client come in to me where this was the case for her. Um, Another really interesting case, she came to me for chronic constipation that had started about six months prior to seeing me. She was in her second year of college. It had started the summer after her first year of college, this kind of chronic fatigue and constipation. She was getting um, hydrocolonic, so getting basically these very advanced enema to try and clean out her colon and keep her pooping, but she, her body wasn't pooping again. And she was sent to me and I did evaluation, was immediately drawn into her spleen. It was actually quite firm and a little puffy and round and just touched it lightly. And I said, Hey, has something gone on with your spleen recently? And she said, Oh, you know, my first year of college, I got mono and my spleen swelled up a bunch. I'm like, well, it's still swollen a little. So we worked with it very gently to help reduce that swelling her energy started coming back and she started pooping more regularly she ended up working with another practitioner to kind of finish things out so I'm not sure where her story ended her out at but uh, we found her spleen and it's something she didn't report to me so it's it's something you very much can find if you are a good visceral manipulation practitioner they will find the problems that you have in your body that you don't even know are there it's phenomenal and I say that (laughs) having received lots of visceral manipulation Okay, so that's going to lead us into the solutions to spleen toxicity. You're like, I've been waiting here. What are the five things, Allison? So we've kind of already alluded to some of them. Number one, visceral manipulation. If you have a toxic spleen, and maybe you don't know if you do, but if you have that fatigue, abdominal pain that kind of goes in the rib, a stiff left side, have a hard time left rotating, pain in the left shoulder, pain in the left side of your neck, if you have weakness or um, paleness that you just, I don't, my skin doesn't look as good. I look kind of sick all the time. Um, don't look as vibrant. Visceral manipulation will be able to identify. Do you have physical restrictions around your spleen? 
If you are local to me in the Metro Detroit area, so you're in Ann Arbor area, Detroit, or the Metro Detroit region, I would love to see you in my office. You can schedule a new client appointment at betterbellytherapies.com slash booking. That's betterbellytherapies.com slash booking, or click the link in the show notes. And you can also find a therapist if you're not local to us by going to betterbellytherapies.com slash find. And I have an easy to use guide there where you can find a therapist near you. I actually show you how you can evaluate the skills of the therapist so you can feel really confident about who you're going to and that they're going to be a good fit for your goals and your health. Um, But that's going to be number one, get visceral manipulation. Just get someone to evaluate you and just rule out if spleen is going on or not. Number two, get a mold test. Great Plains Labs, which is the main labs I use for mold testing, they have two lab tests I recommend. One's called the OAT test or the organic acid test. It's a more general mold test and also tests for other pathogenic species like Candida and C. diff, as well as other health markers like oxalates and B12 levels. It's a phenomenal test, urine-based, done at home. And then they also have a test called the mycotoxin profile. This is a deeper mold test. It tests for 40 species of mold in one urine test and it doesn't look for other health markers so it's more specifically trained on mold Um, but those are two phenomenal tests that I use with my clients all the time to help identify if mold's going on and also um, test their progress of detoxing mold if that is something going on. For number three I recommend supplements. So there's some different supplements for the different mycotoxins we talked about. For the mycotoxins xeralanone The antioxidants lysopene and resveratrol have been found in clinical studies to be very helpful. So it's lysopene and resveratrol. If you've never heard it before or you want to know what's a good brand I can get or can I, is there a way I can get these cheaper than normal, there's actually a link that you can take in the show notes and get 10% off of these supplements with brands that I recommend. Um, so just go to the link in the show notes, 10% off of supplements from this episode, and you can find some supplements I recommend for lysopene and resveratrol. And then for the um, mycotoxin varicarin A, you can do one of two things or multiple of two things. You'll see what I mean. So number one, if you are getting exposed to varicarin A through and by inhaling it, it's recommended to get find nebulized or intranasal glutathione. This is going to be easiest to find by working with a naturopathic doctor or a functional doctor. Um, Nebulized glutathione is not something that you can just get off market very easily. So find a naturopathic doctor or a functional doctor who can work with you there. Um, or if you're getting toxic exposure of this mycotoxin through food, so grains, then you can try transdermal, which is a skin-based glutathione or liposomal glutathione, which is oral. And liposomal, liposomal glutathione is something I use a lot with my clients. You can get oral glutathione that's not liposomal, but the word liposomal is referring to the fact that it is a supplement that easily transfers, transmits through fat. And this is important because all the cells of your body have a layer of fat or what we call lipids around it. And so sometimes if you take a supplement and it's not fat soluble, it doesn't get into your cells as easily. And you really, really need glutathione to actually get into your cells to be as effective as possible. So if you want to get some phenomenal liposomal glutathione at 10% off, again, just head to the link in my show notes and click the link and you get 10% off of all the supplements that I recommend in this podcast 
podcast episode. You don't have to buy them all. You can buy just one. You can buy all the ones that I've mentioned here, um, but you'll find very specific things there and you don't have to go and guess how much to take or what brands are good. You can just go to that link and find that there. Another thing that I recommend if you're suspicious of spleen toxicity or you're dealing with this chronic fatigue and weakness and abdominal pain is a heavy metal test. I use the hair tissue mineral analysis, HTMA. There's two different brands. Both are good, but we use the HTMA um, test. And this is very different than like a heavy metal test for blood tests. Hair ends up looking much more in depth at how much heavy metals are you excreting over three months. It's a really phenomenal test. Um, and you would want to be looking at your cadmium levels and your lead levels. And that's something I do in our foundations program for all of our clients, because again, for people who are, if you've really been struggling with chronic abdominal pain and constipation and acid reflux and fatigue and weakness, and just kind of feeling flat and uh, meh, right? All these things, you're going to want to check every single layer of your body of health because it could be one layer and not another. Um, and likely it's often multiple layers because once you have, for example, if you started with heavy metal toxicity, your immune system gets down, then it's easier to get a parasite. It's easier to get candida overgrowth. So if you deal with candida overgrowth or the parasite, you want to make sure you're also dealing with the original potential original cause of the lead or the cadmium. So you don't re-get the parasite, re-get the uh, candida, which is so common. People say, well, I dealt with the candida and then it came back. If that's also you, you want to make sure you're working with somebody who is looking deeper into other potential root causes, even really thinking that it's possible that your pathogens you're dealing with, your SIBO or your C. diff, these can actually be secondary. They can almost be symptoms of something deeper going on in your body. So if you are interested in actually finding those deeper things, I would highly recommend you sign up for the Foundations Program waitlist. Go to betterbellytherapies.com slash waitlist. And that's where I'll be telling people when I'm working with clients again and when I'm starting new clients, you'll be the first to know. And then you'll have the opportunity, doesn't matter where you've signed up on the list, as long as you're the first to kind of jump on that and sign up for a call with me or book the foundations program, then you'll get that slot. So it's never too late to join. I would highly recommend it if you're wanting to get to the root cause of your fatigue and abdominal pain and muscle weakness. And then lastly, an infrared sauna. So there's some fun research out there showing that there's accelerated tissue repair for infrared saunas, particularly because uh, with the spleen, because of the colored light therapy. So the infrared part of the sauna is a mix of red infrared light, orange light, and yellow light. And yellow light in particular is, has been found to stimulate the spleen, stomach, and digestion for healing. So you get this accelerated tissue repair um, for those three organs with the, with the yellow light. If you're curious, the orange light stimulates the intestines, liver, pancreas, and assimilation of fats. And then the red infrared, infrared light has been found to stimulate your adrenals, testes, ovaries, and just overall growth of the body. So um, just super interesting studies and research out there. That's done by Dr. C.S. Nwemeka, E-N-W-E-M-E-K-A. Dr. C.S. Nwemeka has done a lot of research on color therapy that is combined with uh, 
which is that infrared light combined with sauna work. So if you are interested in sauna, you don't want to leave your home, you're kind of tired, or you don't have a sauna near you, there's a really easy sauna that I love to use and love to recommend to my clients. It's called Therasage 360. Some really fun benefits of Therasage 360 is that A, it folds up and down. So it's one portable, but B, like A, it's portable. B, it, you can put it in any room in your house and then you can just collapse it and put it away. So it's not, you don't have to have a big house or a big room in your house. You just need a place that you can store it and then unfold it kind of like this big box. Um, and then it comes with a foldable chair too. If you are interested in this Therasage 360, I have a link in the show notes and you can use the code BBT to get 10% off of it. It's one of the best products out there for the lowest price and you get an additional 10% off with the code BBT. All right, so to summarize all that again, solutions to spleen toxicity, it's going to be one, visceral manipulation, two, get mold testing, three, take some helpful supplements, lysipine, resveratrol, and glutathione, four, get a heavy metal test, and five, Try an infrared sauna. Do it daily. One thing that you can do with an infrared sauna, if you've never done it before, is just make sure you start at a low enough setting. So do it five minutes for your first session and continue on to 10 minutes, 15 minutes, 20 minutes, up to 30 minutes to it, even an hour. Once a day, it can help with toxicity across your entire body, which I've even mentioned, your spleen, stomach, liver, pancreas, intestine, adrenal glands, ovaries, testes. It can help with assimilation of fats, digestion, and growth. So if you are interested in helping your body detox, try out that sauna. Just click the link in the show notes to our therasage360.com webpage and then use the code BBT for 10% off. All right, guys. Well, I hope you enjoyed this episode on the spleen and learning more about it since it's just not talked about enough. I also hope that you've enjoyed this entire series on detoxing and have had more insight into ways that you might be able to detox more and better. But if you have not gotten long-lasting permanent results from your detoxing efforts, I want to invite you to work with me in the Foundations Program. The Foundations Program is all about finding the hidden causes to your most stubborn symptoms, including constipation, fatigue, weakness, you name it, we work with it because the body is one contained unit. In your foundations program, you get to work with four functional labs that help you find the root cause of your gut health problems. If you don't know what's going on with things, then I want to encourage you test, don't guess. The only way to know what's going on in your body is to test and then gather your data. And once you have a data, then I help create for you a customized health plan so that you have step-by-step -step actions that you can take to help heal your body for good. If you are ready to be free of your symptoms, then sign up for the Foundations Program waitlist. I would love to work with you there. Just go to betterbellytherapies.com slash waitlist, click the link in the show notes, or again, go to betterbellytherapies.com slash waitlist. If you are new to the podcast, then I just want to say welcome. I'm so glad you're here. We have many episodes that of phenomenal content in our back history, so subscribe so you catch all our up upcoming episodes and look back and see what other content we have in the past. We've been here for several years now, and I've got some phenomenal 
treats for you in our history. Other ways that you can stay in contact with us is by following us on Instagram at Better Belly Therapies. I love connecting with our listeners there, and it means so much if you drop by and said hi. Other ways that you can support us is by leaving a rating and review. If this podcast has been helpful to you or given you insight, leave a star rating for us. Just go to scroll down to the bottom of our podcast, click leave a rating and review. Or if you're using Apple iTunes, just go to the bottom and leave a five-star rating there for us and a little comment on what you're enjoying on the podcast. It's the only way I know. So it means so much if you went there and just shared some of the things you're loving about the Better Billy podcast. Well, that's it for today. So I hope you guys remember our motto, miracles are immediate, but healing takes time. You are on your way to healing. You are not stuck. I believe in you and you can do it.